Hello and welcome to the last episode in the Carbon Neutral Lamp podcast series. My name is Dara Wynn. And I'm Eleanor O'Brien. Uh, we're recording today uh, in County Clare on Friday, the 26th of April, sitting, uh, looking out onto the Atlantic, waiting for Storm Hannah to arrive in. Yep. Um, we decided to have a celebratory weekend, uh, coming down to plant trees in Moy Hill tomorrow morning. And uh, we have a group of friends of us here to I've make a weekend of it. Make a weekend of it. I've got flasks ready water. Candles, torches, ready for that electricity cut. So yeah, we didn't. We obviously weren't expecting to have a storm to contend with at the end of April. No. Nope. Um, but there's something a bit poignant about the fact that uh, that we're having this uh, very unexpected storm at the end of our climate project. change. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so yeah, it's really added a, a whole. Extra element, extra the, a little bit more pressure to uh, <laughs> keep going. Yeah, yeah, in in, in yeah. Um, so yeah. we're at the end of of carbon neutral Lent. So this episode um, is going to be looking at our final footprint. Yes. And then talking a little bit about electronics. Yes. And then just sort of our general conclusions and what we've learned from the whole experience of doing this. Yeah. How do you feel, Dara, it being the last podcast? Uh good. Good. Yeah. I'm a bit I I think it's fair to say I'm a bit relieved. Mm-hmm. I think it Why? uh it's quite it became quite all consuming there at one point. I right. think uh in the middle it, w- it kind of felt like we recorded an episode. And then I was editing, episode went out, and then straight away we were recording the next mm. episode, and it got very, just got a bit intense, yeah. um, but really good. I'm really glad that we did it. I think like it feels like longer than, what, eight weeks since eight we weeks, started yeah. it. We started this two months ago, because yeah. we recorded the first episode at the end of February, and it probably feels longer than that, but it's been it's been a really good experience. I mean, we have learned so yes. much by by doing this yeah we've gone down lots of extra avenues that i would not have gone down like the electronic route the yeah which route. yeah yeah would never have naturally gone down those routes other than doing this yeah yeah and i think i think uh you've already mentioned that it feels <laughs> but the storm here tonight that it feels like we need to keep going with something else but i think the more the more we've learned the more we've kind of realized that carbon neutral lent isn't enough do you know like that that uh that it's great it's great to learn stuff it's great to make the individual choices but i think whatever i end up doing now as a follow-up to this will probably be more down the campaigning route trying to get you know big changes to come from the top down because i think that's what we that's probably what we need yeah absolutely and it's 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 funny as well because like a lot of things not trying to be funny but a lot of things that we kind of knew already that like oh you know if you driving a car is really bad i now have the evidence in my life to support that but like it's something that we've been told already like driving petrol cars driving diesel cars is not good so it's just about kind of being like oh yeah i know specifically just looking at my little spreadsheet that that's one place that I can change. And it's just funny because I think we already know what we need to do. We just need to change. Yeah, I agree with that. But also, there's no incentive to change. No, that's There's true. no incentive to change. And it's really hard to do the right thing. Do you know what I mean? I think that yeah. was part of like, Psychology. that was part of things getting getting stressful in the middle. That it was like, 
you can kind of feel like there's no way of doing the right thing. Do you know, everything is stacked against you so much that the world we're living in is just... Explain it's so what easy you mean, to what do. You mean stacked against you? As in, like, if you go into, if you want to buy food and you go into a supermarket and you think, oh no, I can't can't buy this uh, because it has palm oil in it. Oh no, I can't buy this because it's come from there's Spain. Oh, I can't buy yeah. this. Yeah, there's plastic on it. There's so many things yeah, yeah, yeah. that it shouldn't be. I think that's one thing that that it's kind of becoming uh, apparent to me. It shouldn't be as hard to do the right thing. Yeah. As it is. And I guess in Ireland, it's extra hard because we don't have any good public transport no. in a lot of places. So that's, you know, so the, the driving thing, it's really hard to not drive. And driving is so bad that the same like with fashion, you know, the way fast fashion is so easily accessible. It's it's so accessible. Yeah. It's so cheap. Like, it's financially so easy to do it that it's so easy to do the wrong thing. Yeah. It's... It's funny because I, I was un- wouldn't uh, <laughs> I was a bit ill I was a bit ill got a bit sick and I was looking at someone just looking Joe and you kind of looked to be like oh why did I get to run down dil 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 whatever whatever and I was just assessing a few things had a bit of time to assess stuff and I noticed that I was putting I don't know if this should be in the in the podcast <laughs> but anyway, I was putting climate change first priority and my happiness second so if it meant that like I really wanted to buy a top. And if I really, really liked it, that I'd be like, well, is it eco-friendly? Is this, is this? And more times out of 10, it was never that. So I was like, okay, well, now you can't have the top. Or like an item of food that I'd be like, oh, I really would love, you know, chocolate or whatever. But then I'm like, oh, but there's plastic around, there's palm oil in it. So I was like, okay, so my happiness became second, which I was like, oh my God, that's really, really bad. Just because like, you know, you want to do the right thing, but it's like, oh my God, but it's affecting your life so much so that you're like, oh, now I'm miserable and I'm the only, it feels like, oh, I'm the only one kind of taking a hit while everybody else is like, oh, you might as well enjoy yourself and you might as well have a good life. And my dad, I think, did say to me one day, he's like, oh, Eleanor, you're really, it's, you're really carrying this all on your shoulders. It's really not yours to carry. And uh, I was driving to school and then it just clicked to me that I was like, do you know that thing that happened in Goodwill Hunting? Do you know the way what Robin Williams is like, it's not your fault? And he's like, yeah, 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 I know. And he's like, no, no, it's not your fault. You know, th- your life's turned out this way. So I had to tell myself climate change is not my fault. Which I just think is really weird because I think, weren't you saying as well, there's like these campaigns, these American campaigns, I'm going to have a rant now, but you know the way that it's kind of this idea that like it's your fault, you've to change it. Yeah, yeah, I think the thing uh, that, you know, Al Gore says in, in The Inconvenient Truth too, or here we are comparing ourselves to Al Gore, um, but that he takes it really personally, you know, the fact that he brought out the first Inconvenient Truth movie and he kind of... Uh, almost feels that he has failed even though he obviously has done so much but it's still just such a tiny dent in the bigger picture that he feels yeah that the the more you get involved yeah the more the more it affects you and and it is it 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 has for both of us at one point or another it has become it has become uh kind of paralyzing uh (laughs) experience almost but uh not to put anyone off though i mean i'm i'm really glad that we've done it yeah uh for the the and the main thing is like the the conversations that I've had with people that I wouldn't have had if it wasn't for the podcast. I think that for me has been the real the best thing to mm. come to come out of this for me. Like, you know, chats, really good chats that I've had with friends. Yeah. Um or even people that I don't know that well, like even people we met at the farm last month. E- even my parents, my dad, like I've had some, you mm. know, uh talking about 
talking about farming things and you know that would be quite traditional in a lot of ways but now we're starting to notice things and talk about things and that's for me that's really put really made me very optimistic and very hopeful and and things have changed a lot since the start of lent you know when you look at all that's happened with the school strikes and extinction rebellion and there is now like more often than not when you turn on the news there is something about climate change current affairs programs there is stuff and that wasn't that way two months ago so things it it does feel like things are are changing Mm. uh, which is good um so will we cut to the chase and talk about our final footprints so we said we were going to measure the carbon footprint of our clothes but uh an average item of clothing would have a carbon footprint of about five kg um and if we worked out that impact for lent you know any of the clothes you bought in the last two years it would have come in at about 300 grams um per item of clothing which for the amount of work that would have had to gone into calculating it uh we just never got got around to that so we haven't included included or Clothing. clothing in the final footprint uh but we did talk a lot about what you can do to mitigate your uh the impact that your uh clothing and fashion habits have on climate change i really want to say something um do you know the way i was saying about like had her hand up there. i had my hand up <laughs> i really want to say that do you know the way i was saying that um i i, I was getting really sad because i was like oh you know, I really wanted to buy... Okay, this is what happened, okay? I was in school one day, and one of the guys was wearing a white shirt, and I was like, do you know what I'd love? I'd love to buy just a white shirt. And I went home that day to try and find a white shirt that was, like, eco-friendly or that was either sustainably made or whatever, whatever, whatever. It became impossible. The one place I found, it cost, like, 150 euro for a white shirt, okay? So I was really upset by this, okay? And I went on to, like, you know, Amercombe and Fitch, Jack Wheels, all these, like, places, because I'm also very small, so... It, you know, fashion, you know, it's a tough one because you're like, people are different sizes, duh, 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 whatever, whatever. So it's just a hard thing to do. So it's freaking out, right, okay? So I was going to buy it from Abercrombie Fitch, okay? So I didn't care about, like, you know, how they got it made. I was like, do you know what? I just really want a white shirt. I've wanted it for quite some time. And then, and then a friend of mine, one of my friends is really, really into fashion and makes beautiful dresses, absolutely stunning dresses. And I said to her before, I was like, oh my God, if you ever want somebody to model your dresses, I will do it. So she got in contact with me the other day. And I was like, of course, of course I'll model for you. She had this beautiful, beautiful dress. And then I just thought, I was like, wait a minute. I can ask her to make me my white shirt. And I got really excited because then it's like supporting a local designer. And I can specifically get to my size. And I can ensure that like where she gets her, the fabric from, from, it can be all like, you know, all good stuff. Isn't that brilliant? That is brilliant. I was thrilled. Um, I, I, and I can I ask you two things? Uh, is it cost effective? Is it like, have you found out how much it costs? Absolutely not. No, a friend of mine didn't even ask, didn't even, didn't consider it. Because I was like, you know what? I prefer to give her however much. I don't know. I can't see it being more than 50 euro. But like for a shirt that's made specifically for you forever. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is good. And do you she know about the materials or where she's getting them from? Well, you see, we, I'll get to design it with her. So I'll get oh, to have nice. like a... I'll get to have a say in it or a hand in it. That class. Lovely. That is lovely. Anyway, I was just very happy because I do, I think I do remember it was the, the fashion ladies telling us to be like, have somebody that you kind of know that's either good at repairing clothes. And I'm like, oh my God, repairing clothes. What about somebody who makes your clothes? Brilliant. Thank you. That is good. Thank you. So we're not going to, so uh, we have found some solutions for 
um, being more climate friendly with our fashion habits, but we haven't included uh, the carbon footprint of our clothes in our total. So what we have put in is uh, our house or electricity and heating in our house or travel and or food. And my total has come in at 938 kilos of CO2. And um, so we had a ton. We planted 50 trees and we said they'd sequester 20 kg of CO2 um, each in a year. Um, so we had a ton to play around with and I've hit less than that. So the breakdown of that... Um, Less than 150 kilos has come from the heating and electricity in the house. Um, 370 kilos is from the diesel in my car. Whoa. Which is mad altogether. Whoa. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, and then a few more kilos has come from... Um, and then 210 kilos has come from my flight, my return flight to London. Uh, so over, and then also public transport. So well over half of my footprint has been uh, transport. And then 200, about 215 kgs is is food, and that was me being vegetarian most of the time, um, with a few days of of eating meat thrown in. So. If I didn't meet every day, it would have been much higher. We did also say in the last episode that I'd have to recalculate my footprint because the yeah, figures that I had was on 2,000 calories and I'm yeah. probably close to 3,000 calories a day. So if we add that in, then it pushes me up to about 1,050 kgs. So I'm just gone over the ton. Just a little bit. Um, yeah, but... but uh, but it's been really it's been really informative to see it uh we didn't really pay much attention to what we were doing in our houses <laughs> in terms of heating and electricity um but definitely the fact that i'm living with three other people just straight away brings it down you it's know great. um uh but it's it's for me it's to see the figures there from the driving um is is astonishing really why are you smiling um <laughs> I don't know. What I'm kind of question is that? I thought it was like because there's a ghost behind you. I don't know. Um, yeah, but to see the figure from you know fr to actually see how bad driving a car around is 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 staggering, and also the fact that the footprint of the food I eat, even while being a vegetarian mm -hmm. most of the time, is still twice as high as as the footprint of the electricity I use in the house and the gas used in the house combined. So even when you're eating well, it just shows yeah. how big of an impact food has on your carbon footprint and on the global carbon footprint, yeah, uh, yeah. which is which is really good to see. It's really good to have the figures there and, and be able to put a bit of personal context on on the big picture. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, Do you want to hear mine? I want to hear yours, Okie yeah. dokie, everybody, I'm welcome. Okay, so you got the maths, mathician, no, what's the math? Mathemagician. You have the mathemagician... Dara's way more into maths than I am, okay? So obviously he loves the old figurines. Not as into as much. Not as into the figurines as much, okay? So I think that will show you. See the way Dara's is all detailed? Mine is not as detailed. So basically what I did this morning was I counted up all of mine. 
and I'm aware that it's not completely accurate because there's definitely like a, a bus trip here or there that I've forgotten about for sure okay for sure there's things that I've forgotten about and also the fact that I've been kind of like bopping around to different houses do you know the way like do you know what oh I'm saying? yeah yeah no there's huge yeah yeah, yeah there's that is a limitation we didn't bring in not uh, at all yeah. probably should have but you look at th- like there's yeah it's too too many variables okay so what I have the figure I have I'm aware I was kind of a bit shocked by it okay so I'll just I'll just say it 776.68 okay okay but for some reason I'm like ah really though now I did make a big effort with the trains <laughs> for a while and then got really wrecked and went back to the car. But like, from all the figures and facts, from what I remember, I tossed these up this morning. I didn't want to bring my laptop with me. You're very professional bringing your laptop with you. <laughs> I screenshotted that number. <laughs> Look at there. That was my work. <laughs> it's not even on the spreadsheet. It's just a calculator. <laughs> There's nothing in this screenshot that indicates that Eleanor didn't just pick a number out of her head type it into the calculator on her phone and screenshot it yeah uh so we're, we're we're pretty good now friends but then again there. you love figures we're, i mean you know more into energy I, i'm i'm committed to the project you. you know i mean i'm, I'm committed <laughs> I, I, i'm committed you know. i'm committed i'm just not as good at spreadsheets and technology <laughs> yeah and 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 just just you know for the listeners how how, how many times in the 46 days of Lent did you, did you ask me for help what do you mean? <laughs> Did I ask you for a yeah. with the spreadsheet? Yeah. Or like calculator? Not once. <laughs> Not once. And I here can you add are. it up. Let me add here it up. Zero. Look at you doing your maths yeah. again. Here you are with the audacity. <laughs> Not once. But I didn't need help with it. It's oh, just you clearly <laughs> did if you're showing me a screenshot of your calculator on uh, your phone. I don't want to. You know what? <laughs> Do you know what? It's not it's not personal. If it was like a draw a picture of how much CO2 you did, I would definitely be winning that game right now. You chose the form of technology and spreadsheets. I would have done like a color code, color in the blocks <laughs> kind of I thing. I didn't tell you not to do that. Ah, uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Sure, here we are now in the ra- in the storm. Storm Hannah approaching. It's kind of cal- We're at it is twenty to seven now, and I would say that it is actually a bit calmer than it was. Yeah, it definitely. Is. Uh, it was a bit <gasps> calmer. It's the, the proverbial calm before the storm, not the proverbial, the literal calm before the storm. So yeah, so there you go, Dar. But basically, what I learned from it was that I knew. Okay, so yes, I don't have my screen with me, but I can tell you this. The petrol was definitely like, the way you said yours is like half. Yeah, mine was definitely half, if not probably a bit more. Um, the the house that I'm mainly living in is is it's all um, the solar panels, so that was quite low, which is brilliant. So that was kind of cool to see as well. To be like, oh my god, if you actually live in a house that doesn't use gas, doesn't use oil, that just use like, you know, solar panels um, to heat it, that that will bring it down by buckets. Um, it's just funny though, isn't it? It's just funny because it's literally like the same things. People are like, oh, you know, if you need to get better, you need to get sleep, you need to drink water, you need to eat, eat healthy. Those facts have never changed. And I feel like it's the exact same with climate change. It's like, you know, you need to, buy, you need to, you know, use um, renewable energy. Uh, you need to cut down and eat meat. Like these things are kind of becoming facts now. They've been proven. It's not like we're going to unprove them at any time soon. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think as we went along and we were keeping track of our emissions and we were learning things and kind of the more we learned, the more, or for me anyways, you know, the more I was like, it's a bit pointless to be counting 
Did you uh, did you feel that? Well, I, I just mm, a bit pointless. Bit. No, I guess the only thing that is maybe the reason I wasn't so hot in the spreadsheet after I was like, oh, I now within the first week I was like, oh, the car. It's the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there wasn't too much more to be learned after yeah. after the first week. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's. Uh, but yeah. but like I suppose th- not that like oh geez if we oh we only learned about the car like we did go down like he said we did go down different avenues. The electronic avenue is incredibly interesting. Yeah, which we'll come to in in a minute. Do we'll we come to it yeah. now, Dara. <laughs> well, do, <laughs> do you have anything else to say about no, this? No, damn it! You don't have to edit. You see, that's that's oh, the thing. I'm you sorry. think you think you can it you can just go whichever way you want, and then you listen, and it's this lovely episode that makes loads of sense. And you think, Jesus, that recording session was great, wasn't it? The recording sessions are terrible, Eleanor. Yeah, they are. They're terrible. So less of these tangents. Less tangents. This is going to be the <laughs> more structure. Um, yeah, but uh, <laughs> where were we? Oh God, I I've was seven hundred and seventy-six. Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What were we saying about the? I've less than. Oh yeah, time. but the ki- but the key, yeah, the keeping the keeping count, um, the keeping count. Yeah, it, it became it became tough after a while, and it kind of I think my focus changed more on learning stuff, and almost trying to think about the next avenue to take, even before we'd finished. Finish this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and just a bit on on offsetting. So we have bought trees in Moyhill Community Farm, mm-hmm. which is a really good thing. But um, and also, you know, we had to pay what we paid one hundred and fifty euro each for yeah. for fifty trees each, three euro per tree, which is good value. Um, there are other options for offsetting that is pro- that are probably worth mentioning. Um, and one and one other form of offsetting that. Pete, who we talked to in episode two, told me about is kind of uh, donating money to rainforest preservation charities. Because while it's good to plant new trees, it's even better and for biodiversity and for uh, and for CO two emissions to keep the forest that we have there. Uh, so there's a website called CoolEarth.com where you can donate money, and I think it's for every for every seven. I think it's for every seven or eight euro you donate, that they say uh, saves a ton of of CO two, um, which is good. Um, and we were going to mention it this week, anyways. Yeah. Um, and then it came just just yesterday uh, when I looked at the Guardian website. Um, yesterday morning, the the main story was about deforestation and how how twenty eighteen was the worst year. On record uh, for deforestation, which is terrible. Um, uh, millions of hectares of pristine tropical rainforest were destroyed in, in 2018, uh, according to satellite analysis, with beef, chocolate and palm oil among the main causes. Um, so that's Southeast Asia. Uh, forests are being cut down for mm. palm oil plantations in South America. It's for beef and for... And for crops to feed cattle, and in West Africa, it's for cocoa plantations, and it's sad. It's very sad to hear. Uh, the difference between the reason why it's so important to keep the rainforests that are there is there's loads of carbon stored in the ground. Um, there's loads of biodiversity there, and you know stuff that's been hundreds and thousands of years in the making, and you can't you can't replicate that by replanting trees. Um, so there's carbon in the ground. Yeah, huh. yeah, yeah. Loads of CO2 stored in the ground. No way. Uh, 
way. So that's what I'm sorry. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So okay. in in the trees as well, but also just the organic matter. Yeah. Uh, the organic matter that's in the ground, if that's kind of exposed, mm. then the kind of organic matter will decay. Yeah. Uh, and get exposed to the sunlight and and, and air and, and CO2 will come off that instead of being used as nutrients for, for microorganisms and stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Very good. So, um, coolearth.org is a really, really good way of offsetting, uh, which I knew was technically better than the trees at yeah. the start, but then seeing this article yesterday really just kind of hammers home the importance of, of keeping the forest that we have. There that we have to keeping them there yeah so because uh, I've gone over a ton and because it's a good thing to do anyways I'll be yeah. throwing some money towards uh, coolearth.org um, and also it's, you know it's not a it's not a uh, it's not a one or the other you know we need to keep all the forests that we yeah, have and, and we need to plant way more trees yeah. and we need to s- keep fossil fuels in the ground and we need to eat less meat it's it's everything it's everything. It's very funny, Joe. The the BBC documentary that you posted on the Facebook page for Carbon Neutralent, that um the one of the scientists is talking about like, oh, you know, there's so much CO two in the air, and he's like, and we have the technology, you know, we we have the science behind and the technology to get rid of the CO two, and I was like, oh, brilliant! I wonder what it's going to be, and then he was like, trees. So we have trees, and I was like, ah, oh, very good. We all we do have this technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, because there will be carbon capture technology eventually. Yeah. Uh, but trees are so cost effective and uh, and so important. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. Bit more natural as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that concludes part one of the last episode of the Carbon Neutral Lem podcast. The next episode, the next part of the episode, we'll have a live audience. Woohoo!